Well, good afternoon and welcome to Your DIY Health here on the Spreaker Radio Network. I'm your host, Sergeant Jim Ram, retired. You can call me Sarge. It is Tuesday, April 4th, 2023, and this program is meant to provide natural healing information only and is in no way meant to replace the advice of a competent medical professional, assuming you can find one. I search for and present to my listeners natural modalities that simply assist and augment the body's ability to heal itself. The body wants to fix itself. The body knows how to fix itself. It has a God-given innate ability to do so. The only thing that's missing is the raw materials. When you put those back into the mix, stand back and wait to be amazed because your body's going to do some really cool stuff. Then visit my website at yourdiyhealth.com. That's Y-O-U-R-D-I-Y, like do-it-yourself, health, H-E-A-L-T-H, yourdiyhealth.com. There's all kinds of information there. All the products we talk about are there, including the Interacare device, which is featured prominently at the top of the homepage. And uh, there's all kinds of information about that. There's uh, downloadable flyers and brochures. There's a link to the YouTube playlist that has over 120 videos up there now that talk about the uh, technology, how it's used, and testimonials of people all over the world that have had fantastic, life-changing results using these little things. So I encourage you to check those things out. There's also a link to the standalone website for the device where you can find more information, more testimonials, as well as the link to purchase, which is really cool because if uh, everybody needs one of these things, uh, it's literally a dock in the box. And uh, I'll tell you what, you get one of these things and uh, you'll be amazed at the results you get. And uh, the thing is, right now, you can get them. There's lots and lots on stock. The uh, 25 different uh, warehouses have all kinds of stock on hand. They're ready to ship out. If you order today, you'll probably have it by Thursday or Friday. And, uh, you know, it's amazing. But if you wait until World War III actually kicks in and the supply chain gets disrupted, then all the stocks are going to be gone and you're going to be wondering what happened. So don't be one of those people that got uh, caught... uh, with their shorts down, so to speak. Uh, get one now while you can. Better yet, get two, because having a uh, redundancy and having spares of different things, especially when the crap hits the fan um, in the economy, that's a good thing to have. Because if you got one and you love it, and you accidentally drop it and break it, guess what? <laughs> you probably won't be able to get repair parts, and then uh, you'll be dead in the water. So if you have a spare, or two spares, or three spares, or whatever the case might be, Right now, I've got about five spares, <laughs> just in case. And uh, the more, the merrier. So anyway, uh, check that out. Uh, if you have any questions, you can hit the Contact Me button. That gives you the option of calling and leaving a message or sending an email. Either way, we'll get back to you within, within a couple hours, uh, usually. And we'll do everything we can to get your questions answered and get you on the right track. Also... While you're on the site, be sure and hit the Radio Shows tab. At the top of the page is the link to our archive page set up through castbox.fm. Over a 1,000 shows up there uh, right now. They're all shareable via email and social media. And also, uh, there's also the link to the Spreaker uh, page, which uh, has every show that we've done since September 12th of last year. Uh, There's, oh man, I think uh, probably 150, 200 shows there. And those are not only shareable, but they're downloadable which is a a nice extra. So take advantage of that, and keep in mind the topics, success, and opinions mentioned on this show are those of the host and or guests, and don't necessarily represent the opinions of the Spreaker Radio Network, its owners or sponsors, or any of the alphabet agencies out there listening in. 
Nothing we say in this show should be construed as an attempt to diagnose, treat, or cure any kind of a health or wealth issue. It's all here for your education and entertainment purposes only, so that as a responsible adult, you can use this show as a jumping off point to do your own research and due diligence to make sure that what you're doing and what you're trying is right for you. That being said, um, I got a short video that I would like to play. Um, by uh, Dr. Joel Wallach, who was being interviewed by uh, Judge Andrew Napolitano. And if I can figure out what I did with it, <laughs> why does this always happen? I have these things all set. There it is. Um, nope, that's not the right video. <laughs> oh, maybe I haven't opened that one yet. That's probably what's going on. It's on my desktop, but I haven't opened it. Do, 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 do. Here it is. Um, this is Dr. Napolit or Andrew Napolitano, judge, and uh, Dr. Joel Wallach discussing aging. And that's something everybody has to deal with from time to time. And uh, <laughs> from time to time, as you, as, you, as you age, you have to deal with aging. How's that for a profound statement? And uh, Doc Wallach talks about some of the things that are misnomers amongst the medical community and uh, information that's put out there among other things, along with the right stuff you can do to make sure that you age gracefully and smoothly. Here we go. Friday, today is Thursday, sorry, Thursday, <laughs> getting ahead of myself, February 16, 2023. It's about five o'clock in the afternoon here on the East Coast of the United States. Uh, Dr. Wallach joins us now. Dr. Wallach, of course, has partnered uh, with Judging Freedom in a project called Judging Health. Uh, and if you go to the website, Judging Health, you can, of course, purchase the products that Dr. Wallach will uh, soon be discussing. Dr. Wallach is a world-class and world-renowned naturopathic physician who provides um, uh, ways for the body to heal itself. Dr. Wallach, always a pleasure. Uh, welcome back to the show. Well, thank you, Your Honor. Uh, just, uh, it's an honor to be with you, sir. Thank you. Uh, today, we're going to talk about the aging process, something that afflicts all of us. Some of our audience are probably of an age where they're not concerned about this, but they might want to know about what's coming. Uh, and much of our audience obviously is concerned about it. So why don't you um, tell us, before we talk about how to address this, and aside from every tick of the clock, what are the signs uh, of aging that we might want to look for, both physical and mental? Okay, sir. Um, well, it's going to vary depending on where you live. Uh, all human beings require 90 essential nutrients, 60, 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 3 fatty acids. And we are required to avoid all the bad stuff to avoid injury to our cells and our organs and our systems and so forth. So you have those two things you need to be concerned about. Um, things were different 3,000 years ago, 2,000 years ago, um, 1,000 years ago, because we're using wood and coal as fuel. And we would take the wood ashes. You may be old enough to remember putting wood ashes in the garden from the fireplace and the stove and all that kind of stuff. And wood ashes contain minerals that were in the trees and the, and the coal that we burned. But it was variable because nutritional minerals do not occur in a uniform blanket around the crust of the earth. They occur in veins like gold and silver. Okay, some places have a lot of minerals. Some places have few. Some places have none. That's why you have these dead areas, you know, deserts and, and so forth. There's no nutritional minerals in those areas. 
Plants can make vitamins, amino acids, and fatty acids. Plants cannot make minerals. Plants only need three minerals, NPK, we need 60. And so with all those things going on there, uh, you can see why families have different things going on depending on what county they live in, what country they live in, how they eat and so forth. Well, at three o'clock in the afternoon, Monday, September 4th, 1882 on Pearl Street in New York City in the bluff overlooking the construction of Brooklyn Bridge, Thomas Edison pulled the switch in the first commercial electric generating plant, okay? And within 18 years, we were in deep trouble because when we went to electricity, there were no more wood ashes to put in our gardens. There were no more wood ashes to put in our food, which we, we have been doing for 3,000 years. All right. So Only does now. the absence of minerals, whether from wood ashes or from supplements, accelerate the aging process? That's correct. Because every cell in your body dies. And there's a constant turnover of cells in your bones and your skin. Uh, skin is two-thirds by weight and measurement connective tissue, just like cartilage and ligaments and tendons in your bones and your bones hooked up to your muscles and all that kind of stuff. Uh, skin is a cartilaginous thing. And then your um, the heart valves and the tendons that connect the heart valves with the heart muscles are made from, again, uh, connective tissue. And so you have all these things going on and your heart beats 24 hours a day for every day of your life, even when you're sleeping, you're working, you're playing, you're eating or whatever. And, and your various organs do these things and the cells are dying constantly. None of them have life forever. They're dying constantly. Some of them live for hours, some live for days, some live for weeks, some live for months and they're dying and they have to be replaced. And so you have to have these nutrients for your body to make new ones replace ones that are constantly dying. Okay, if before we get to the uh, nutrients, okay. are there foods that uh, Americans eat, that people eat all over the world, from which they should abstain in order to slow down the aging process? Yes, sir, that, that is an astute question. That's an astute question, absolutely a great question. And the answer is absolutely yes. Um, the foods that interfere with the absorption of these nutrients, interfere with the utilization of these nutrients, have to be avoided by a million miles, uh, ideally. Okay. Okay. <laughs> they their names. All right. What should we stay a million miles away from? Particularly, what should we stay a million miles away from that most people eat or you believe like to eat? Well, we get a lot of bad advice from experts in health. We get a lot of bad advice. And the first thing the doctors tell you, and the first thing the coaches tell you, the first thing the professors of biology tell you, is eat more whole grains. You've heard that when you were a kid. You've heard that when you're a young adult. You hear that all the time. You hear it on the TV, the radio. You read it in the newspapers, the books. It's in textbooks. That is exactly the things that kills more people. Why do young athletes, whether they're high school athletes, university athletes, um, uh, Olympic athletes, professional athletes, why do they die in their 20s and 30s and 40s? That's because they're eating whole grains, the breakfast of champions, Wheaties, oatmeal. Those things kill because they cause the death of the lining of your intestines. Okay, your intestines should look like a shag rug, all these villi, all these little finger-like projections that increase the absorptive surface of your intestines. The good Lord did that, made it that way purposely. Well, when you eat gluten, those villi go away. Instead of looking like a shag rug, now your intestines look like a plastic tube. You've lost 98% of your absorptive surface. 
So even if you're taking the right stuff, it's all coming out the other end. So only the bugs in the septic tank are happy. Why, why do we? Why are why, why do we hear preaching about the value of grains that they contain fiber, uh, and that fiber is good for you? Well, that's because people were trained incorrectly in the school. Okay, remember they're still getting trained today the way they were trained five hundred and a thousand years ago. Doctors haven't learned anything about nutrition. Okay, and most athletes they want energy, so they eat a lot of sugar. Okay, you may you're old enough to remember somebody by the name of Bruce Lee. He was considered the fitness guru by every country in the world. Right. I mean, How old was, was he when he died? 32. He died of a heart attack when he was 32. And he died in 1973 because he only put one mineral in his regimen, which was magnesium. Okay. We need 60. He only put one mineral in there. He only took magnesium. He also had the, um, let's see here. He, he got his B vitamins from the... Uh, leftovers of a brewer brewer's yeast okay didn't put b vitamins in his regimen he just took brewer's yeast and he just ate well according to doctors he ate well according to coaches he ate well and he was supposed to live forever well, he died at 32 of a heart attack all right talk, talk to us talk to us about fiber what's the value of fiber and what should you eat unless you're going to tell me we shouldn't eat fiber if you want fiber in us how should we get it okay well fiber is is overrated Okay, your intestines have muscles in them and they move things along. And so basically what you're looking for, if you want fiber, uh, eat rice, eat potatoes with the, skin, with the skin cooked, eat the skin, get that fiber. Don't get wheat germ. Don't get, um, don't get um, uh, things that are um, made from wheat and barley and rye and oats. If you want to drink beer, drink Chinese beer, drink Korean beer, drink Japanese beer. They're made from rice. That's why they live 12, 15, 20 years longer than we do, because they're not getting gluten. It's not a genetic thing. What's the best foods to eat if you're concerned about the aging process, whether your concern is mental or physical, structural, mechanical, whatever it might be? Okay, well, you need the basic 90 essential nutrients, okay? the 90 essential nutrients. And you can have red meat, cannot be fried. You can have um, uh, eggs. You need to be eating three eggs twice a day. All of the doctors will freak out about cholesterol. Well, cholesterol does not cause a plaque in your arteries. Cholesterol does not plaque your arteries. It was a big mistake they made 100 years ago. Uh, cholesterol is an essential nutrient. It makes up 25% of your brain weight. It's called, um, uh, let's see here, it's the white matter of the brain. Okay, myelin is the white matter of the brain. And myelin makes up 25% of your brain weight and 25% of your spinal cord weight. And that's where um, you get your um, myelin from eating eggs. I want you to think about it. That chick, okay, when the hen lays an egg, break that egg open, there'll be a little white spot about one millimeter in diameter on top of the yolk. That's the chick. And if you let it incubate for 26 days, that chick will peck from the inside and come out. Now, this is a full chick. It has a brain, it has eyes, it has a skull, it has um, skin, it has muscles, it has bones, it has a digestive tract, it has lungs, it has a heart, 
has arteries, it has the muscles connected to the bone so it can move. And that chick came from all the nutrients in that egg. And they're saying an egg is bad. Mm. Whoever says that should be put in jail. All right. Okay, tell fiber. us about tell us about fiber. Should we be eating things that have fiber in them, or is fiber of no serious um, medicinal or physical well, or a well, mental value? Well, Your Honor, if you're doing everything correctly, you don't need to be paying attention to fiber, because if you're eating rice, okay, rice the hull on the rice seed, right, has fiber in it. Uh, potato skins has fiber in it. Chicken skin has fiber in it, okay? Uh, beans have fiber in them. Uh, you know, when you're eating green beans, um, the green beans um, and have the pod, and there's fiber in that pod. There's no gluten in there. But wheat, brown, and oats are out, okay? And then, um, let's see here, also uh, uh, buckwheat, uh, should be out because buckwheat has another form of like gluten in it. It's called phagopyrenes, F-A-G-O pyrenes. And the phagopyrenes um, are worse than gluten, killing your intestine. Those villi go away. And but but if you eat green beans, I you know I eat green beans and beans for breakfast. I have green um, yeah, greens, you know, like lettuce and celery and stuff like that for breakfast. Salad, breakfast salad, and that way you're getting safe fiber. You do not want fiber from wheat, barley, rye, or oats. What is the uh, harm to eating something that's fried? We all love French fries. What, what's the difference between eating a, a French fry and a roasted potato? Okay, well, French fries are fried chicken, fried fish, fried anything. Okay, the, the fats in that bean or chicken or fish turn into trans fats, which cause cancer. Frying is one of your worst enemies. That's why the black community, and they say, oh, that's, that's, this is racist, Wallach. No, that's why, remember, I'm a pathologist. In 2006, I wrote a book based on the very questions you're asking. Okay, it's called Black Gene Lies. And since this is um, Black um, History Month, I'm gonna kind of flash this book here, Black Gene Lies. And it goes into all the diseases that black folks die from more you know, three times to five times greater rates than white folks. That's because of their dietary habits. It's not, it's not a, it's not a genetic thing. It's not a genetic thing. It's not a racial thing. It's a dietary habit. They eat fried foods. Uh, they eat uh, that sort of stuff. Now you want to go back to the 1700s during the plantation days. In many plantations, the slaves lived to be 110, 120, and the plantation owners died in their 50s. That's because the plantation owners were just wanting to eat like Europeans and eat more wheat, barley, rye, and oats. They wouldn't let the slaves have the wheat, barley, rye, and oats. So the slaves ate sweet potatoes and chicken and fish and that kind of stuff. And they, Uncle Remus and Uncle Tom, lived to be 120. Right. So you're telling, you're, telling, you're telling us that the process of frying produces uh, trans fats, trans fats, which can cause cancer. That's correct. Also, it causes plugging of the arteries. That's what plugs the arteries, trans fats, not cholesterol. For a person who uh, is having memory problems, what would be the appropriate intake of food or, or minerals? What would you prescribe for that? 
Just okay. some slight loss of memory in your 70s, 80s, or 90s. Okay. Well, you want to catch it early. You don't want to wait until you're totally gone, right? <laughs> you're starting having little factors of memory. You want to make sure you're eliminating all the bad foods. No fried foods, no oils, no glutens, no buckwheat, no, um, uh, no sugar, no carbonated drinks. And then you also want to make sure you're taking in lots of cholesterol because your brain is 25% cholesterol right and we have the, the um uh, the eggs three eggs twice a day i do that and i have mine soft scrambling butter or soft poached three breakfast three dinner time i've been doing that for 50 years and it's one of those things where you have to be sure uh, that you're getting the 90 essential nutrients 60 minerals 16 vitamins 12 minutes to three fatty acids see people when they look at their car they're put high quality oil in their um um oil, what is it, their oil uh, tank, okay, they put high quality uh, grease on their moving parts, they put high quality uh, oil in their transmission and brake fluid and high quality gasoline, nobody's going to put dirt from Texas in their car and say, it's all right, there's dirt from Texas, it's got everything in it my car needs, well, that's what people say, well, I'm eating well, well, that is a very scary statement when somebody says, I'm eating well, that means they have no earthly idea what they're doing, and they are going to die 25 to 50 years early. What is the um, what is the harm caused by fat or fatty foods? Okay, well, fatty foods in of themselves are not bad as long as they're not fried, as long as the fat is not burnt. Okay? So you're talking about cheese or you're talking about uh, beef that's marbled with fat? Either one is good. Now, the, the, the problem, um, when, when people, I'm, I'm assuming you're talking about obesity and that kind of thing. Yes. Okay. Obesity is caused by mineral deficiencies. Obesity is caused by mineral deficiencies because you develop a behavior called pica. You look it up in any dictionary, P-I-C-A. It's a, an obsessive to eat. Oh, I'm just hungry all the time. I don't know why, but I have to eat 20 meals a day. Well, people do that when they're missing these minerals. Your body's telling you to look for those minerals. And in horses, it's called cribbing. When they chew on the fence, when they're minerally deficient, um, and any farmer knows, oh, I better give them some minerals because he's chewing on the fence, okay? And so my dog, my dog, Chris, likes to chew on my wrist. Well, I hope that's an act of love rather than that, a need for nutrition because I feed him very well. It's probably, a, it's probably an act of affection, okay? But we do have something for Chris. We have what we call Arthrodex, one scoop for 20 pounds of body weight. It has all the, the nutrients that your dog needs, but make sure he's getting a good brand of dog food like um, Ralston Prina canned dog food with all the vitamins and minerals in there, but then give him our Arthrodex. And if it's an act of love, he'll continue to chew on your wrist. <laughs> <laughs> he stops after a while and, and licks my face. Uh, Dr. Wallach, it's always a pleasure. You're always so uh, down to earth and informative and uh, deeply grateful for everything. Uh, the folks watching us now know that they can go to judginghealth.com and there they'll see the uh, anti-aging healthy body pack and other uh, body packs that will get these nutrients uh, into them. I take these nutrients. I take the 90 nutrients a day. Now that's not 90 pills a day. That's a mixture of four different powders mixed with water, shaken, put in the refrigerator overnight. When I take it at 5.30 in the morning when I start my day, it's delicious. And of course I feel great because I know all those vitamins and minerals are getting into me. And I often take it 12 hours later, as the good doctor has advised. Dr. Wallach, thank you so much for joining us. Always a pleasure. We'll see you next time.
God bless you, Your Honor. We cannot thank you enough for getting that information out to help save people. God bless you. God bless you, sir. Thank you. All the best. Judge Napolitano with Dr. Wallach for Judging Freedom. Dr. Wallach and, I mean, two great Americans there, Andrew Napolitano and Joel Wallach. They don't get much better than that. But uh, one of my listeners on my morning show gave me the uh, link for that. I said, that sounds like a pretty good video. I think I'll play that today. And uh, it's got some really good information. And uh, I always like to hear Doc. He's got uh, lots of great stuff. He's forgotten more about health than most allopaths will ever, ever, ever know. And uh, while this was playing, I looked. At, I was just doing a little search for... Um, I wanted to check his birth date. Dave, you probably know. I was uh, thinking it was 35, but apparently, at least according to one site that I saw, it was 1940. But, of course, that site was calling him a quack and a bunch of other stuff, so I don't know if it's accurate information because nothing else on the site was accurate, so why should I think his, the DOB they had for him was? <laughs> he talked about mm -hmm. Kurt's Don, Kurt Donsbaugh being a convicted fraud and all this other kind of garbage. And uh, did, did you have something to say, Dave? Yeah, it's June 4th, 1940. Okay, it is 1940. I knew it was June. I just couldn't remember the year. So he'll be, what, 83? Uh, uh, wait a minute, brain fart. <laughs> uh, he'll be 88 or 83 in June, yeah. Okay, cool. So 82 currently, still has his faculties, still gets around. Still does lectures, still does radio shows. And uh, how many MDs do you know at that age that are even alive? <laughs> and took the jab. <laughs> yeah, and he took the jab. That just slays me. The only reason I think he survived the jab was the fact that he's been loading up on all the nutrients all his life, or at least for the last, you know, umpteen years, 40 some years. Um, yeah, that just shows that the. Uh, I think nutrition will protect you from the offs, you know, the bad effects of the jab, because you can bet of all the people that they wanted to give the real McCoy to, Doctor Wallach was one of them. So make sure that he gets the most potent, and <laughs> all the stuff he's been taking saved him, I think. But uh, shame we can't get him to use the Itericare one, but that would be diluting his message. So I understand why he refuses to, but that's another story. But anyway. Um, He's got his act together. Brenda, did you have something you want to say? Well, I was just kind of surprised, though, at how bad his teeth were. <laughs> like They've the, always been bad. It's just the way the camera angle work. was. It, you know. I guess he just doesn't want to go to the dentist. Apparently not. You know, And the thing is, is even though he's, like I said, he's 82 years old, um, mm -hmm. the fact that he has any teeth... <laughs> is uh another yeah, push that, you know most people that age have a full mouth of dentures that's true that so, even way before that so yeah yeah so, yeah they're they've always been on the rough side and mm -hmm. uh just a bad camera angle in this this particular instance showed him a little bit more than normal <laughs> yeah yeah i guess i just hadn't seen anything with his face in several years so yeah anyway yeah but, but yeah. uh still but, but yeah, he still knows what he's talking about for sure. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And uh, 
you know, it's just one of those things that uh, we all have to, are going to have to deal with it sooner or later. And most people at his age don't have as good a recall. You know, they probably don't have all their teeth <laughs> and, uh, you know, the whole rest. Um, and he's still getting around, not having any problems, you know, even after falling in that hole way back when, uh, several years ago, um, really, I hate to think of what it would have been like for somebody who was his age who had not been neutrified all these years. It probably well, would have killed you, him. You know, Jim, a, a lot yeah. of the dental procedures certainly aren't healthy for you. Yeah, that's true. And that might be part of why he's uh, not having, not messing around with it. As long as he's got them. You know, and that's the thing. You know, you go in a dentist and they want to give you root canals and fillings and with mercury in them and all that kind of junk. I'm starting to wonder whether I should have just, you know, left things the way they were and took my chances. Um, but too late now, it's water under the bridge. Well, that's what I had told my dentist. I said, you know, I've never had a root canal and I'm not starting now. There you go. So I wish I could last, say that. <laughs> last crown we had to do, you know, it's real little and not much for it to hold. And he said, I just don't know if this is going to work. It may not hold. I said, well, we'll just pull it then. You know, I haven't had any others pulled other than wisdom teeth. But he said, yeah, I know. You don't want a root canal. <laughs> <laughs> I said, that's right. Yep. That's right. Of course, my granddaughter graduates dental school in May. So, you know, she's supposed to be our dentist then from now on. So she's already done root canals. And I've told her, I said, I do not think those things are good. Well, why not? I said, well, uh -huh. lots of reasons. <laughs> yeah, just because they're family doesn't mean you got to use them. <laughs> I hate to think, yep. you know, if I had a, a grandchild who had, was graduating medical school or dental school, I would have to sit down with them and really go over some things before I'd even think about letting them touch me. Um, because what, what they learn in school in this day and age, they are teetotally programmed. And unless they went to a school that specializes in holistic dentistry, um, I don't know that I'd mess with them. You, you know, know, Jim, uh, Dr. Marshall used to talk a lot about dentistry. He uh, was a Ph.D. in nutrition for 40 years. He's passed, but he used to say that uh, if you go to a dentist and he's recommending a root canal, and he does not have a laser to sterilize that hole. He says, don't walk out of the place, run. Hmm. Now, th the other thing he said is there's there were replacements for the the filler that they put in there called gutta percha. Hmm. And he thought back then, this is probably five years ago, there were better substances to use for that. And there's I, I, I try to look and see what's out there in case i should ever have to make that decision and i can't make heads or tails of of which would be a good replacement for gutta percha that, that might be a good subject to maybe get into hmm. boy now that would be a fun one you know i've had um three or four root canals over the years didn't know any better at the time and um thank goodness i didn't have any problems you know as far as um uh, infections or anything like that, but I really would have, I'd be starting from scratch as far as what, you know, why they're so bad and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it would be an interesting study. 
I may have to dig into that. Who knows? Well, the first thing Marshall was saying is if they can't, if they don't have a laser to go down into that cavity and sterilize it, the chances are you've, you've, you're going to have an infection started down there that you may not even realize that slowly is, is putting poisons out into your body. That's what he used to say. He says, so getting that hole sterilized is the first thing. And then the second thing is what they fill it with. Now, it wasn't like he was completely against gutta percha, but he did recommend at the time, and I forget which one it was, an alternative to gutta percha. But now there's really quite a few of them out there, but nobody was really recommending them. And I think that's probably, like everything else, the system isn't behind it. Could be. Hmm. Yeah, it might be something to look into. Um, yeah, dentistry as a whole you know it's a it's an interesting thing because the your teeth are connected to so many things you know virtually everything in your body one way or another connects back to the teeth and they can have such a profound effect on the rest of your body you know your health in general as a result and uh, it's something that you really got to be careful with there's no question but the last couple of times i've i've had them pull the teeth rather than than go in and do root canals or crowns or anything else and um, I had one that was, uh, I think it had had a root canal. And uh, then the, the post that they made, you know, got cracked. And it was cracked below the gum line and stuff where they really couldn't do much else. So they basically pulled it, uh, got all the bone fragments and everything. And uh, it's all healed over. And I, I credit the uh, longevity supplements to the healing process that went on. Uh, the things I've had done in my mouth, you know, formed to fill in and heal quickly. Uh, the dentists that I've dealt with that have you know, actually pulled the tooth, and then I go back for a follow-up, and they're amazed at how quickly they heal. Uh, and I said, well, it's because of the nutrition I use. You know, they, they base their, well, it'll take six to eight weeks or 10 weeks or 12 weeks or whatnot for that uh, socket to fill in and be completely healed and for the bone underneath to, to regrow and everything. And I go in in half the time. And it's already healed. They said, wow. I said, well, that's what happens when you give your body the stuff that's designed to keep it healthy. <laughs> and they're just like an MD. They're totally clueless. What? <laughs> they can't figure it out. I said, that's because you don't have any nutritional training. I said, you go need to find somebody that can teach you. Or just buy all of Dr. Wallach's books and videos and recordings and listen to them. You'll get a better education than you would going to college for it. Um and that's what gets yeah, me. The, mm -hmm. the other thing I can think of that might be good to do, Jim, when you're going through something like that is is maybe some kind of an antibiotic, like a colloidal silver or something as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I always do that. Uh, anytime I'm going to the dentist, before, after, and in between, <laughs> I'm always using colloidal silver uh, just to be on the safe side. And... I don't know, even with a laser, if you could truly sterilize the the, the socket that's created with those things. Holy moly, what's that? Okay, Mark, I think you need to mute. <laughs> I don't know what that was. There's some ratty noise in the background. But, uh, yeah, I always use colloidal silver. Hey, sorry. Hey. Whatever. What hey, sorry, sorry about that. Hey, have you ever heard? I watched that video called Root Cause. No, I haven't. Is that about okay, root canals? Yeah, it's it's about it's about root canals and the damage they do and all that. And 
but it's uh yeah it's uh, it's available i just posted it in the uh, in the chat but it's oh, okay. available on you well it used to be on youtube now you can find it on odyssey yeah they banned it from youtube of course anyway. they did <laughs> it must be yeah. good if they banned anyway. it from youtube <laughs> Yeah, I just thought I'd, uh, I'd let you know that that was uh, available while you were talking about Rick and Al. So. Awesome. Yeah, I'm going to click on that link. And, uh, no, it's, 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 uh, it, I saw that a few, uh, it's been a few years now, but I saw that a few years ago. It is an awesome video. Hmm. Yeah, Gravitas Ventures. It's an hour and 15 minutes, so we're not going to play it here, but I'm definitely going to take a look at it. Everybody else, feel free to click that link. And I don't know what you got going on in your background, but boy, it's some weird. Oh yeah, that's yeah. I've got yeah. That's my. It's actually my my vacuum, but it's a. Uh, you know, it's also it's one of those. It's a. Uh, uh, it's the uh, Hyla. So <laughs> if you know what a Hyla vacuum is, that's what it is. No, oh, but uh, it's, it's just yeah. It's just I, I'm I'm just purifying my air. Sorry. <laughs> oh okay. Cool. <laughs> e. Yeah, I'll tell you what. That's. Uh, loud way to purify <laughs> yes it is i'll, I'll, I'll mute but though but I, I just wanted to let you know that was great there. appreciate it thanks and uh pretty wild anyway yeah check that video out looks looks pretty interesting root cause so uh, harry k or harry knowledge <laughs> harry knowledge i like that oh my goodness but uh, a lot of stuff going on as usual and uh this is one that I thought was kind of interesting. I just came across this. Coca-Cola operates a secret cocaine manufacturing facility in New Jersey. Now, isn't that special? I had no idea. Let's see. For the, for the past more than a century, these stupid pop-ups <laughs> covers my whole screen. Uh, past more than half, a nondescript chemical manufacturing plant in Maywood, New Jersey, has been secretly producing cocaine for the pharmaceutical industry, the only United States-based facility, in fact, that is allowed to do so by the FDA. wonder how much they had to pay for that bad boy. The Stefan Company, as it's now called, imports around 500 metric tons of coca leaves per year. According to past records, which are first decoconized <laughs> and used by the Coca-Cola company to produce its iconic soda beverage. After the food syrup uh, is produced, the leftover cocaine worth around $2 billion in an average year is then sold off to Big Pharma to use in the production of opioid drugs, as well as in the numbing agents and topical anesthetics used by dentists on their patients. It is a highly lucrative operation that functions as a monopoly since nobody else in America is legally allowed to do the same. And the reason this is, the, is in the news cycle now is because Stefan recently renewed its petition to the DEA to continue churning out the controlled sub substance for big pharma and big industry. Why is Coca-Cola allowed to import coca leaves and deal cocaine, and not, but not average Americans? <laughs> Well, because they pay off the right people. The DEA will not say specifically how much coca uh, Stefan is importing these days, though we know from the 1980s records that, vol that volumes tend to be very high, anywhere from 56 to 588 metric tons of coca according to the New York Times, is brought, well, you can trust them, <laughs> is brought in mainly from Peru, but also from Bolivia. 
Illustrator and author Ricardo Cortez uh, has been chronicling the history of coca use in cola as well as the Maywood plant's exclusive right to import it. Records he has obtained suggest that anywhere from 45 to 104 metric tons of coca leaves were imported each year between 2007 and 2010. They're the most American red, white, and blue brand, <laughs> but they don't want to be associated with the drug wars. Cortez is involved, is quoted as saying, they're doing a refined version of what's going on in the, in the jungle of Bolivia. Again, nobody else in the U.S. can legally import coca leaves and use them for any purpose besides the Stefan plant and Coca-Cola. It has been illegal to import coca into the U.S. since 1921. In fact, with Stefan and Coca-Cola holding the only exception to that rule. As a result of the special arrangement, Coca-Cola is now worth hundreds of billions of dollars thanks to its special allowance to use a controlled substance in its beverages. Big Pharma is also a multi-billion dollar enterprise, in part for the very same reason. The Coca-Cola company, now worth around $265 billion, has imported the controlled substance freely for the last century, reported the Daily Mail. In that time, as governments have strived to crack down on a notorious coca plant, the company miraculously avoided restriction. Article 27 of the United Nations 1961 Single Convention on Narcotic Drugs, which imposed strict controls on the cultivation of the coca bush, made suspiciously precise exceptions. In the section of that convention that covers the illegal, uh, illegality of cocaine, a special supplementary information section explains that in accordance with 21 CFR 1301.34a, the Stephan Company, located at 100 West Hunter Avenue in Maywood, applied to be registered as an importer of coca leaves. The company plans to import the listed controlled substance to bulk manufacture other controlled substances for distribution to its customers. That section further reads, no other activities for this drug code is authorized for this registration. <laughs> Isn't that special? Who'd have thunk it? But, hey, yep. Jim. Yes, sir. The original, original Coca-Cola had yeah. a massive dose of cocaine oh, in yeah. it. Yeah, definitely. And, That's how they got started. And I had a, a, a book, maybe it's still in storage, called The Encyclopedia of Recreational Drugs. <laughs> And back in the day, they they had uh, quotes from popes saying how wonderful Coca Cola was. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Who I couldn't drink Coca Cola day, and get happy? Much. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how much you, how many six packs you'd have to drink to kill yourself. Hmm. Back then, interesting. That's pretty wild stuff. I had no idea. Got one plant. The bicker of Coke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Say hello to my little friend. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, top 11 priorities for America in order to save the republic. Whew. Get rid of government for starters. Oh, goodness. Moderna developed new mRNA flu injection for upcoming avian influenza pandemic. Oh, so is that the new one now? Uh-huh. Goodness gracious. Got a dead chick. Oh, that's 
poor little thing. The next pandemic is already underway. Moderna and two other injection developers, GlaxoSmithKline and CSL Sicurus, are already preparing human subjects to take a new mRNA flu injection for upcoming avian influenza pandemic. It's important to note that the avian influenza and H5N1 has never posed a threat to mankind, but due to more recent gain-of-function virology experiments, the virus now includes hybrid subtypes that can cross from birds to mammals and potentially from birds to humans. And again, once again, they're playing on the bogus germ theory and viruses and all this other crap, which has all never been proven. New strains of the bird flu... Uh, have already crossed from birds to wild mammals, in the si- in, and the situation is currently being monitored by governments around the world so they can make hay on it. Uh, good grief. Well, just go along with the article here. Shane Sharif, a professor and associate dean with the Ontario Veterinary College, recently warned the viruses gathering momentum. Yeah, those viruses, they're speedy little things. And becoming more of a th- human threat, Various pieces of the puzzle are coming together for this virus to become transmissible among humans. Sheriff told Global News, this particular virus has the potential to become a pandemic virus. And if it does, then we have to be absolutely ready because the fatality rate of this virus could be far greater than what we saw with COVID-19. Well, it wouldn't be hard to be more deadly because 94 point, or 90, yeah, 94.7% of everybody that got it survived. <laughs> Virtually non-virus and, or non-deadly. And so, you know, it'll make it 95% or, you know, something like that. Good grief. But anyway, Fauci Gates have already funded bioweapons development for bird flu and Spanish flu hybrids. Of course they have because they're the ones releasing these things most of the time. Gain-of-function research on avian influenza has already been funded by Dr. Anthony Fauci of the National Institutes of Allergy and Infectious Diseases and by Bill Gates through his philanthropic ventures through the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. In fact, it was Fauci's funding of gain-of-function research for weaponized bird flu that led to the 2012 moratorium on gain-of-function research. At the time, Fauci funded Ron Fouchier, a Dutch virologist, Fouché's team created an airborne bird, bird flu strain that was genetically engineered in ferrets and designed for cross-species infection. Fauci and Gates have also funded the work of Dr. Yoshihiro Kawaoka, according to Mercola.com. Kawaoka mixed bird flu virus and the Spanish flu virus. Why are these goofy people messing around with any of this stuff, even if it, you know, it's not virus, it's a toxin of some sort? resulting in a highly lethal respiratory infection with human transmission capability. Kawaoka also tinkered with mixtures of H5N1 and the 2009 H1N1 swine flu virus in a biosafety level 2 lab. He effectively created an airborne hybrid of these viruses, a hybrid that can evade the human immune system. Former director of the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, Dr. Robert Redfield, knows what is going on and is readying a, the population for a great bird flu pandemic. I believe the great pandemic is still in the future, and that's going to be a bird flu pandemic for man, Redfield said in March 30, 2022, Centerpoint interview. 
It's going to have significant mortality in the 10 to 50% range. It's going to be trouble. Moderna and others will have predatory vaccines slash bioweapons prepared before pandemics are announced. Of course, they always have it ready so that once the thing goes, they'll be able to start jabbing people almost immediately. Predatory gain-of-function research and vaccine development continues with no regard to its unethical and potentially evil applications. As such, there will be no double-blind placebo-controlled studies for the upcoming mRNA vaccines. Moderna is already preparing new influenza vaccines that are scheduled for mass distribution before pandemics are announced by the governments. These new injections will be already be pre-approved by regulators and stockpile before a pandemic is announced. The injections will be guaranteed emergency use authorization, and all safety and effectiveness will be carried out on populations in real time. <laughs> yeah. An atrocity that was conducted with the COVID-19 injection rollouts. Reuters reports that new mRNA vaccines might not require further human trials, even if they have to be tweaked to be better to better match whichever strain does jump to humans. Oh goody. The mRNA vaccines use genetic information from a genetically engineered pathogen of pandemic potential. That genetic information is then delivered to people via injection and transcribed in their cells. Traditional vaccine technology relied on the cumbersome process of growing whole viruses, live or attenuated, in, in cell cultures. Today, mRNA vaccine experiments can deliver instructions for people to mass-produce parts of these bioweapons, forcing their body to respond in unpredictable ways. Raphael Nachbagauer, uh, executive director of infectious diseases at Moderna, said Moderna's mRNA vaccine research didn't actually begin with COVID. It began with pandemic flu and was modified for COVID. Nachbagauer said Moderna is launching a small human trial in the first half of 2023. The trial is for a new mRNA pandemic vac influenza vaccine that is tailored to the new avian influenza subtype. He said Moderna could respond very quickly in an outbreak scenario with hundreds of millions of shots delivered within months. Good grief. Who on earth would be stupid enough to partake in a research project for mRNA jabs? Boy, <sighs> have to be brain dumb or brain dead, whatever. That's crazy. American citizens will face huge fines and jail sentence if Restrict Act passes. Yeah, we definitely got to uh, say no to that bad boy. The um, Restrict Act, or S eight or 686, Beware the Restricting the Emergency Security Threats at Risk Information and Communications Technology Act, known as the Restrict Act, because it is not what it seems. Unveiled by Senator Mark Wagner Warner, Democrat Virginia, and Tom Thune, Republican of South Dakota, S-686 supposedly aims to be cut to cut off public access to the Chinese-owned TikTok social media platform. However, if passed, the legislation will allow government to interfere with all online services and products if it so chooses. And it will. Online free speech will be gone if S-686 is allowed to pass. If the government deems that any online activity helps a foreign adversary, then it will be allowed to unilaterally ban such activity. 
the bill, bill sponsored by Senator Mark Warner, Democrat Virginia, allows all, allows the federal government to unilaterally distribute any, excuse me, designate any nation as a foreign adversary, ban online services and products, even indirectly controlled by an entity in their jurisdiction, and then penalize Americans who conduct virtually any sort of transaction with them. One media outlet explains about what the Restrict Act would do to online free speech. The Restrict Act is a bipartisan effort to eliminate the First Amendment entirely. Anyone found to be on violation of the provisions of the Restrict Act would face harsh punishments using a virtual private network to access TikTok in a roundabout way, as one example would carry with it hefty fines and even jail time. Yeah, 20, 000, or 20 years of jail time. <laughs> the first option for the federal government would be to impose a civil penalty of up to $250,000. Secretary of Commerce would be allowed to decide who gets fined this amount based on transactions people make that are deemed to be in violation of the Restrict Act's provisions. Fox News host Tucker Carlson spoke all about the Restrict Act and what it entails during a recent segment on his show, which you can watch below. Well, let's see if we can find it. I don't know where below is. I'm not seeing it. <laughs> oh, let's see here. Maybe this is it. Hmm. Nothing's happening. Well, let's try that one. Nothing's happening. Wait a minute. Maybe this. Again, nothing happens. <laughs> I think this is it. Come on. Nothing's happening. Oh, well. So much for that. As, as for what constitutes a transaction under the bill, the language appears to be... What do you mean video quality impaired? <laughs> I don't even know what that's supposed to be doing. Um... Let's see. Appears to be intentionally broad. Whoa. All of a sudden, this thing had just now switched to Twitter. Well, just a second here. Let me do this. Share the screen so you can see it. Every day, more than 2 billion people use a social media app called TikTok. Many of them are young people under the age of 24. If you had kids, you probably know already how TikTok works. TikTok lets users upload short videos, usually they're under 30 seconds. What's interesting is that the content of these videos varies a lot depending upon what country you're in. If you're in China, where TikTok is headquartered, you tend to get more educational content. But if you live in this country, you get an awful lot of filth and propaganda tailored for kids. We're not guessing about this. We ran an experiment to prove it last summer. Watch. The TikTok that Chinese residents, children in China get to see, is very different from the one your kids are looking at here. Now, in China, where TikTok is known under a different name, videos like these are very common. Watch. You know what American kids, your kids are watching on TikTok, stuff like this.
that pistol. Well, that's kind of weird. Can you see what's going on here? Well, China does. They run TikTok. And China knows if you want a productive society that extends beyond, say, next week, you teach your kids about hard work and creativity and personal responsibility, respect for authority. But if you want to destroy a society, you funnel a ton of garbage to kids about gender ideology and twerking. As the accountant Libs of TikTok has documented extensively, that's exactly what TikTok is doing here. There's a whole genre of videos of teachers boasting about indoctrinating kids. I don't hear anything. Can I have had multiple here? students come out to me, not just nope, with their sexuality, either. but also yep. with their gender identity. Somehow another system it's one of the needed. reasons I think it's so important to be out and loud and proud. I teach my elementary school students about gender identity. Some people are girls, some are boys, some are both, some are neither. I might tell this kid, we do have a flag in the class that you can pledge your allegiance to. And he like looks around and he goes, oh, that one? So it goes without saying that net net, as they say, TikTok is not a positive influence on American society. And right now, in response to criticism of TikTok, China's government and the company itself are doing the same thing they did when they responded to allegations of a lab leak in Wuhan. They're saying anyone who raises questions is a racist. <laughs> and they're doing that everywhere across the media. And they can because a lot of the news that you consume is paid for by TikTok. Politico, a completely, <laughs> completely ideologically corrupt organization in Northern Virginia, has a so-called playbook that is sponsored by TikTok every other week. CNN, meanwhile, just put its tech reporter on the air to inform you that criticizing TikTok opens up Chinese Americans to, quote, hate and violence. If you criticize TikTok, you're killing Asian people. So confronted with all this, you might support efforts in the Congress right now to ban TikTok altogether. And a lot of people do, not just on the right, but also on the left, which is kind of interesting. This is one of those weird moments where there's or appears to be some kind of bipartisan consensus. And that alone might want to make you pause for a second. If everyone in power is saying the same thing, is it really a good idea? Well, let's take a closer look. And again, this is not a defense of TikTok, merely an acknowledgement of what's actually happening in Washington right now. So one of the bills that would ban TikTok is being pushed, as we said, by senators in both parties. It's called the Restrict Act. Mark Warner of Virginia and John Thune of South Dakota, Democrat and Republican, introduced this legislation. Now, the bill is ostensibly about protecting American national security and ending, quote, foreign adversaries from interfering in our elections through apps like TikTok. Because, of course, election interference by Twitter and Facebook is no problem at all. But election interference from TikTok is totally unacceptable. Okay. But in reality, and you should know this if you're opposed to TikTok, as we are, this bill isn't really about banning TikTok. It's never about what they say it is. Instead, this bill would give enormous and terrifying new powers to the federal government to punish American citizens and regulate how they communicate with one another. For example... The bill would regulate, quote, certain transactions between persons in the United States and foreign adversaries. Now, what's a foreign adversary and who gets to decide? Oh, well, the Secretary of Commerce and the Department and the DNI, not the Congress, get to decide what foreign adversaries are. Well, that ought to trip a switch in your brain. And then the transactions with foreign adversaries would include, quote, 
any acquisition, importation, transfer, installation, dealing in, or use of any information and communications technology product or service, including ongoing activities such as mandated services, data transmission, software updates, repairs, or the provision of data hosting services. Well, that's pretty broad. Under this bill, if you engage in any of that with a so-called foreign adversary, as determined by, in this case, the Biden administration, that would allow the Secretary of Commerce, Gina Raimondo, and the Director of National Intelligence, Avril Haines, to decide whether you're acting in the, quote, interest of a foreign adversary. Again, that's another term that the executive branch, the Secretary of Commerce, gets to define without the interference of Congress. So if the Biden administration decides that you're doing this, then the Secretary of Commerce can then enforce, quote, any mitigation measure to address any risk arising from any covered transaction with any person or with respect to any property subject to the jurisdiction of the United States. These covered transactions can involve, quote, current, past or potential future transactions. And the mitigation measures include, but are not limited to, throwing American citizens in prison for 20 years. Think about that for a minute. So you would be allowing the executive branch, the Biden administration, to regulate speech on the Internet. And if you are somehow involved with a, quote, foreign adversary, or let's say you oppose the war against Russia, you go to prison for 20 years. So this isn't about banning TikTok. This is about introducing flat out totalitarianism into our system. And that's the end of that one. And I got to say, while I really like Jitsi, there are some flaws that they really need to address. And one of those things is when someone establishes a room, that person should be the only moderator unless he designates someone else. Because when people go in and monkey around with the controls, it follows up the whole show. I set the moderator controls every day before the show starts so that when someone comes in, they're muted automatically. And it also mutes all the sounds of someone coming and going. And, you know, if you don't have that, every time somebody comes in, you hear bloop, bloop, bloop. Somebody changed that today and cleared those out. Somebody also hit the mute all button, which caused my feed to stop so you guys couldn't hear the video playing. So whoever's monkeying with the controls, please stop. They're there for a reason. I set them so that the show will run properly. And I wish that they would set things up so no one else has access to that in my room. (laughs) It's just very annoying when someone comes in and starts screwing around with those things. It messes up the whole show. Anyway, there we have it. Yes, sir. Sometimes that I've seen that on Roger's show. I've seen that pop up on my screen. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, what do you do with it if you want to use the screen? How do you get around it? I mean, what how do you, you cancel it without screen? doing something wrong? What pops up on your screen? Oh, uh, to mute somebody or it gives you some kind of different things to do. And you don't ask for it. It just comes up sometimes. First, Well, sometimes it's someone else do, does it. It says so-and-so muted you or something like that. I would The first thing I would do is refresh my screen and see what happens. It should clear that out. Um, that would be what I would do. I've never seen okay. it in all the time I've been on. Uh, I've never seen anything where it came up that I didn't request it. Uh, in the last couple of months, I've seen it maybe once or twice on Roger's show come hmm. up. That's weird. I've never seen it. Yeah, and without me, I don't think prompting it. You know, I mean, you could touch your screen by accident or something like that and hit something. 
Yeah. But you're saying to get out and then come back in would be the way to do it? Well, just just hit the refresh button on your browser. Oh, well, I'm on the phone and um, oh, yeah. Yeah. well, yeah. Now, if you're on a phone, you still you're still on a browser though, because I can see you in here with the uh, with your name and not your phone number. So okay, yeah, just hit the you'd have to hit the wherever the address for the room is at. Just hit the little to the thing at the right, and it should refresh it. And hopefully, if I remember right, when that comes up, it's got your screen so blocked. About the only thing you can do, I think, is just get out of the whole thing completely. That would be the next option. Just shut it yeah. down and come back. Okay. Yeah. Well, I didn't see it come up on today. I wasn't even around it when uh, mm -hmm. it happened today, but I noticed all of a sudden there was no sound. Yeah. And a lot of times, you know, somebody hit the mute, mute all button because normally, you know, Murr and uh, Dave and the Thumb are, they're on their phones uh, well, not not necessarily on their phone. Dave's on his phone. Murr's on her computer. But Murr has, and the, I have the same thing. I have a way to mute without muting through Jitsi. And Dave is the same way. He can hit like star six to mute and unmute. And normally they're they're unmuted on the screen here, but they're both muted right now, which tells me somebody hit the mute all button and muted everybody. And then that shut my feed down so nobody could hear anything. And okay. that's the problem. I just wish they would fix this thing so that those certain controls are to the owner of the room who's the or a designated moderator. That's something that I really hope they'll fix one of these days just to solve these problems. And, you know, not only does it follow things up right along, but then it creates 10 minutes worth of discussion afterwards <laughs> like we're doing right now. Well, yeah, and, 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 and why make it a free-for-all, yeah. right? I mean doesn't make any sense yeah anyway. it's kind of crazy i don't know why they do that but i guess people think a little different in russia than they do here <laughs> oh well let's see here uh just looking at some of the other things what's that is that mer hey jim this is joan oh. yeah go ahead joan. you know in that article that you read about coca-cola and coca-cola and the cocaine leaves and mm -hmm. down at the bottom of that article there was a advertisement for coconut milk powder organic uh -huh. coconut milk powder i would just want I would, what do you think you think that would be good like an alternative to dairy milk coconut milk's really good uh, you know i personally i've never I've never used that stuff but i have heard that uh, coconut milk's very healthy it's not the same as coconut oil um, that you want to avoid but coconut milk coconut water um has a lot of great things uh coconut water and milk have been used as uh formula replacers for uh children who can't handle a lot of the stuff because of the you know the stuff their mom was exposed to while she was pregnant and they can come out with all kinds of uh allergies and you know reactions to different things normal stuff um coconut water and milk are some of the things that you know highly sensitive children can uh, usually tolerate so I, I can't imagine it not being a, a good thing, but you got to do your own research into these things. That's for sure. Um, but uh, as far as the milk and the water, the coconut, everything I've heard, it's been really, it's really healthy. Thank you. Sure. Uh, let's see here. Just 18% of voters in Berlin supported failed 2030 climate neutrality referendum. Hmm. 
18%. Imagine that. Ooh, Narcan goes over the counter nationwide, saving people who overdose on fentanyl before emergency services can arrive. Goody. <laughs> over the Are counter. Are they going to televise the Donald Trump trial? I don't know. Beats me. <laughs> You know, I'm, I have mixed emotions where, you know, they're talking for people to come and, and, and protest peacefully. It'd be fun to go to New York and say, if you're going to charge them, charge them with a good charge, like crimes against humanity for killing millions with his stupid Operation Warp Speed jabs. That would throw a monkey wrench into everybody because well, the pro-Trumpers would hate you and the anti-Trumpers would hate you. <laughs> it would, it would. First of all, I couldn't care less about that man. I think he's a bad guy. He can just go straight to places. But who they ought to indict, they're going to indict anybody, would be either the Clintons or the Bushes. That'd be a place to start, to me. <laughs> now, yeah. why not ring their ass up? But no, they won't do that. How about uh, Fauci and Gates? You know, uh, there's that, That'd be another one. There's a lot of them out there that really need to be indicted and for some reason are sliding. But, uh, you know, what can I say? It's crazy. Uh, I'm just typing something in here. I got uh, arrangements made to get my car to the dealership today and get my tire taken care of. This has been the strangest thing. You know, my car sat on Saturday. It sat for about five hours and went from 40 pounds to zero. Then overnight it went flat again. Uh, during the day on Sunday, I got, I aired it up in the morning and I was able to drive over 400 miles before I had to put any more air in. And, uh, I aired it up in, uh, Lexington, Kentucky, drove the other three hours home, parked it in my garage, and it has not been touched since this morning. In between my morning show and this one, I went out cause I've, I've got to take it over the dealership at four and, um, I fired up my jet, my uh, my compressor, and before I put the thing on it, I decided to check it with a gauge, and it still had almost uh, over 30 pounds of air in it. Now, how it could go flat in five hours on Saturday and flat again overnight Friday night and Saturday night and have air in it after, you know, from Sunday evening until now, uh, I can't figure out what's going on with this thing. <laughs> yeah, you know what that is, Jim? That's... Uh... Depending where the leak is and the pressure that's on the tire on the rotation of that's how it's what I parked was may make it leak more or less. Yeah. It's funny when you're driving, uh, I lost a lot. I lost more air sitting still in one hour to, at a um, Cracker Barrel restaurant than I did in six hours of driving. Um, it was really strange. And I think the faster you drive, that hole in the tire is running around so much that the air inside can't find its way out, <laughs> it seems. But uh, I think I must have, uh, just by luck of the draw, when I parked it on Sunday night, it must have been parked on the hole. So the hole was, and it must, I'm guessing the hole must be at the top of the tread uh, rather than down in one of the grooves. And it must have just sort of plugged it. That's the only thing I can think of is going on here because I know. The other thing is, is when you're driving like that, um, especially if it's like a nail uh, driven in and in the top part of the tread, uh, the driving would tend to push that nail in and probably seal the hole up uh, somewhat while you're driving. But uh, that's the only thing I can figure. And uh, But it's just really strange. I, mean, I was very surprised that it wasn't totally flat again, but it saved me some trouble. I didn't have to put much air in it. And uh, it, it, 
it's sort of funny, Jim, uh, after I, I mentioned those worm patches, right? Um, mm -hmm. I went out that day and my tire was completely flat. Was it? So <laughs> I had to put one of those in there to, to patch it up. Yeah, I uh, one of the places we stopped on for, on Saturday was a, um, a Pep Boys, and I grabbed a, a really nice uh, patch kit because I have one at home, but of course I didn't have it with me. And uh, the thing is, is I stopped at a Walmart tire center, and they they're not allowed to touch run flat tires. And I said, have you got any reason why they claim you can't plug them? He said, well, probably because there's a real thick layer around the the band of the thing. I said, well, you know, if, if a nail can get through it, I don't see why you couldn't drive the, the little bore thing through it and then punch one of the, you know, granted it'd probably be difficult, but I got to think you could do it and it would plug the hole. Um, I think they're just trying to sell more tires personally, but um, whatever the case is, it's just kind of a strange deal. And uh, it just, you know. Hey, Jim. Yes, sir. Uh, if, if the hole or screw, whatever is in the tread, they can plug it. If it's in the sidewall, you can't. Right. Well, that's generally for a regular tire, but for run flats, they claim you can't plug them at all. That's the weird part. Um, and again, that, that's not universal. That depends on whoever you're dealing with. Cause I, I bought so mine too. from discount tire and I asked them, I had a slow, I had a screw in one and mm -hmm. I said, if I, if I plug this, will it board the warranty? He said, no, sometimes we plug them. Yeah. So <laughs> That's what I mean. I think, I think it's more with. dealerships trying to sell more tires and not having to mess with any potential. You know, they'd rather put a brand new tire on and make sure everything's perfect than plug it and have it not work properly. I've never seen a plug that didn't work, but uh, I suppose it's possible. But uh, I, I really think that that's the case. I think they can be plugged, but they just, you know, say you can't, so they'll sell another tire. But Yeah, if you're, if you're going to get that thing in there, though, Jim, that little worm that you fold over, mm -hmm. you, need the, you need the reamer and you need the lube yeah. to get that thing in there. Even then, sometimes I've had to let the pressure out of the tire in order to force it in there by hand, and I'm pretty strong. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of force to get in. Sometimes, actually, if I had to take a sledgehammer and pound it in. Yeah. I've never done it with a car tire. I've done it with my uh, tractor tires, you know, garden tractors and stuff like that. They're a lot of lighter weight, and I've had no trouble plugging those. But um, I've got some really big uh, hawthorn trees in my backyard. They have some monstrous uh, needles. They're like three or four inches long. And every once in a while, I'll get one. I haven't had one since I got my skag. But my I used to have a Sears garden tractor that about once a year, I would pick up one of those things. And it would just go flat in a heartbeat. So I would uh, add a bunch of plugs that I used. And that was, uh, it worked really well. It's a lot easier to deal with. But I've never done it on a car. But I I went ahead and put that kit in my tr in the trunk of my car, and I've got it there just in case if I can find the thing. That was the thing. Sun Saturday, uh, the guys from Kmart, they didn't put it on a lift or anything, but they could not see where it was leaking. Uh, just saying, you know, back up real, real slow. You know, he's watching the tread and everything and soaping it up with soapy water and and couldn't find any, any bubbles, couldn't see where it was leaking. But sure enough, <laughs> it was. Yeah, and uh, I must have gotten lucky when I parked it Sunday night. I must have been right on the hole or something. 
So this didn't have a chance to leak out much more. But anyway, after this show's over, I got to run over there. They've got the new tire in stock, and uh, I'll probably just wait for them while they put it on. Yeah, it's important. It's important to have that reamer because that reamer makes that hole the right size for those worm yeah. plugs. Mm-hmm. Gary, do you have something? Or no, I just said it could be the seal on your rim. Well, we looked at that too. You know, we were looking at the bead. I haven't haven't checked the uh, the core of the valve, and everything was tight. No bubbles anywhere. It was weird, unless it's on the inside. Uh, we couldn't reach that, but on the outside, there was no, no nothing. It's just a really strange deal. Of course, these guys will, you know, at the dealership, they'll take the tire and take it off and check the whole thing out. And I'm sure no, that was a that was a brand new tire, right? Yeah, I just had them put on back in November, or in October, or November. Maybe it's got a delamination in it, and uh, it's oozing out in a in a big area where it's hard to find it. You know. Yeah, well, whatever it is, it's got a it's got a warranty on it. So the only thing I'm going to pay for is mounting and balancing, and tire disposal, I guess. Which I think that's a screwy thing. They should pay for that too. <laughs> uh, you know, if it's a defective tire, it should be. You know, I can see it if it's a, if it's a damage. If I actually got a nail in it, then I can see paying the extra fees. But if it's a, a defective tire, that should be covered totally, and hopefully they will. But we'll find out. Yeah, who knows? And uh, that being said, I've got uh, tomorrow is the first Wednesday of the month, so I got my monthly breakfast with the retirees. So I'll just do everything I can to get back quickly. Um, been lucky so far, and uh, but we'll see how that plays out. But look at this Narcan over the counter nationwide. I want to see what that's all about. With the U.S. borders wide open, thanks to the Beijing Biden. In the White House, drug dealers are running fentanyl across the border faster than Hunter Biden can click a lighter. <laughs> Open borders are the main reason drug overdose deaths, especially from fentanyl, are at record levels. So now the FDA has to do something to make it look like they're doing anything. <laughs> uh, FDA Commissioner Calif issued a statement the FDA remains committed to addressing the evolving complexities of the overdose crisis. Overdose crisis. As part of this work, the agency has used its regulatory authority to facilitate greater access to naloxone, or Narcan, by encouraging the development of and approving an over-the-counter naloxone product to address the dire health, public health need. Opioid overdose antidote naloxone, or Narcan, is the first version of this life-saving nasal spray that the FDA has approved for over-the-counter sales nationwide coming available in late summer so what if you overdose you run to the drugstore and buy some of this and snush and run it up your nose before you croak <laughs> uh, or do you just buy it and keep it on hand and snort it when uh, right along with your drugs <laughs> anyway once this takes effect in late july or august everyone will have access to this life-saving nasal spray for over-the-counter and can help reduce opioid overdose deaths across the nation you see, when someone overdoses on opioid prescription drugs or fentanyl, or a combination of both, every common, uh, very common is sold on the streets, anyone can simply spray Narcon up their nasal passage and have about a 90% chance of reviving them and saving their life so they can go and overdose again. <laughs> the victim does not have to inhale it. 
And it is a harmless spray, so nobody has to worry about giving it to someone they thought OD'd on opioids but did not. Meaning, if someone possesses or passes out because they're drunk or hit their head or took some sleeping pills, Narcan is not dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> I want to see proof of that. Plus, emergency services like an ambulance, firefighters, or even police usually do not arrive for about 7 to 10 minutes at best. And by that time, the person who overdosed on opioids is already dead without Narcan. That's why it's so important for the FDA to have approved this OTC <laughs> so people can just keep it with them wherever they go and be able to have save someone in an instant's notice. Because that would be too much easier than just closing the borders and keeping all these people out. <laughs> Naloxone or Narcan spray should be prominent everywhere, just like EpiPens for severe allergic reactions. Well, I don't see EpiPens all over the place either. <laughs> yeah. An EpiPen is epinephrine, that, or adrenaline, that serves as an emergency vasoconstrictor and blood pressure support tool that can treat severe asthma attacks and allergic reactions, including anaphylaxis, in emergency situations, thus saving lives. Most teachers and daycare employees know about this and have one on uh, one handy in their desk or cabinet for such an occurrence that is not too uncommon these days well because of all the childhood vaccines these kids take that gives them all the <laughs> allergic reactions to everything and anything well the same can be said for kids teens and young adults overdosing mostly accidentally on opioids since so many prescription painkillers contain opioids and are so easy to get prescribed, they are often later sold on the street in schools and at bars and clubs. Not to mention you find it in parks where they sprinkle the little things all over the place and the little kids pick them up thinking they're candy. Good grief. Not only is heroin, whether it's diluted or not, super dangerous and highly addictive, but now most of it is laced with fentanyl, said to be 50 to 100 times stronger than heroin itself. Anyone who's trying for the first time or trying it for the first time will likely die of an overdose. Plus, many kids and teens have no clue they're even getting fentanyl as they think they're just talking, uh, taking someone else's ADHD medication or a couple of mollies or even a line of cocaine. Well, to play stupid games, get stupid prizes, I always say. That's why Narcon, Narcan should be available everywhere, at schools, pharmacies, daycare centers, in taxi cars like Uber and Lyft, <laughs> and in almost everyone's pocket who attends a bar, party, or club. Some people are even overdosing on fentanyl that is slipped into their drinks at a bar, like a rape drug. Narcan will come in a package of two 4mm doses, or excuse me, two 4-milligram doses, and if an overdose victim does not respond to the first dose within 30 seconds, this second, the person assisting recovery should give them the second dose. There is no risk in doing this. Overdoses can be reversed with a single dose, and there is a 90% chance of, or greater the victim is saved. Even children or babies might uh, find, the, uh, find the drug on a coffee table and think it's candy. Just in the last 20 years, over a million Americans have died of drug overdoses, many of whom became addicted to opioids because their doctor prescribed them for pain. Isn't that just wonderful? Talk about gateway drugs. Yeah, there's legal drug pushers and illegal drug pushers, and the legal ones are worse than the illegal ones. 
These medical doctors are just glorified corporate drug dealers these days. In fact, opioid deaths are the leading cause of accidental death in the nation. Who knew? <laughs> Good grief. <sighs> yep. Just don't stick anything in your mouth that's not food. And food is hard to find these days, so be very, very particular. <laughs> Dutch-Canadian man now, seat now needs heart transplant after COVID booster. <laughs> Yeah, and the crap in his system will probably poison the new heart. Good grief. Police union executive involved in fentanyl deals slapped with federal charges, as well he should. Nashville shooting aftermath, anti-gun and pro-transgender activists storm state capitol buildings. Okay. Hundreds of gun control activists stormed the Tennessee Capitol on Thursday, March 30th, to call for tighter gun control laws after transgender shooter Audrey Hale attacked the Covenant School in Nashville, Tennessee, killing three nine-year-old children and three adults. Footage of the uprising showed protesters struggling with cops as they attempted to gain access to the office. Chance of save our children so we can convert them into transgender little weirdos echoed noisily in the hallways between the state Senate and House chambers, with protesters setting up shop inside and outside the Capitol. CBS News reported, some silently filled the Senate chamber's gallery, including children who held signs reading, I'm nine, <laughs> come and convert me, a reference to the age of the children who died in the recent mass shooting, while many other uh, many were removed from the area after some began yelling down at lawmakers, Children are dead! <laughs> A separate demonstration of trans activists in the Kentucky State Capitol in Frankfurt occurred on Wednesday, March 29th. The protesters denounced the Republican-backed bill that bans gender-affirming procedures for minors, in other words, child mutilation procedures for minors. Good grief. Stuff that should be common sense because people are so stupid anymore, it isn't. So they make a law and they have to have a hissy fit about it. The left-wing demonstrators came amid fears of the Trans Day of Vengeance set Saturday, April 1st in Washington, D.C. Posters ad advertising the procession had been published uh, and shared rapidly on platforms such as Twitter, which confirmed that it had already removed more than 5,000 posts promoting the event. Hmm. Several protesters in Kentucky were seen shouting at Republican reps before being physically removed by state police. Nineteen were arrested and charged with third-degree criminal trespassing. Well, they were there, or they were only charged with a, a, and arrested after officers gave each the option to leave without any enforcement action or be placed under arrest. The police said. Well, generally, I got to say, that's usually the way things are done. If you don't leave, you will be arrested. And, you know, they were stupid enough to say, so they got arrested. Transgender, transgender shooter messaged as a close friend before the attack. The mass shooting at the COVID, uh, Covenant School started these violent protests. The assailant, who was said to have carefully planned the attack, told someone close to her what she was planning. Hale, who was a former student of the school that she attacked, sent a message to her friend Averian uh, Patton, and Patton, Hale's childhood friend and former basketball teammate, received several disturbing messages from the transgender shooter via Instagram shortly before she started spraying bullets inside the school. 
According to the screenshots released by News Channel 5, Hale sent Patton a message at 9.57 a.m. on the day of the attack. So basically, the post I made on here about you, that was basically a suicide note. I am planning to die today. This is not a joke. You will probably hear about me on the news after I die. This is my last goodbye. I love you. See you again in another life. I don't think so, Hale told Patton. The later immediately replied, you have so much more life to live. I pray God keeps you and covers you. But Hale, whose uh, IG name uh, in IG name reflected in his uh, her preferred alias, Aiden, replied, I don't want to live. I'm so sorry. I'm not trying to upset you or get attention. I just need to die. Why don't you just kill yourself, you idiot? Had to kill six people that didn't want to die? commit suicide by cop because you don't have the guts to pull the stick it in your mouth and pull the trigger yourself my family doesn't know what i'm about to do one day this will make more sense no it won't i have left more than enough evidence behind which they're going to cover up and all that because they don't want the truth to be known but something bad is about to happen hale said According to reports, Patton immediately called the suicide hotline number provided by the police department, but they were unable to do anything as Hale's location was unavailable. Just trying to see if anybody can help. I don't have it uh, on my conscience. I just don't have it on my conscience. If somebody can go and check on her, the only thing I have is her Instagram. She told the operator, Metro Nashville Police has confirmed that, the t- that at the time of the call, the police were already arriving at the Christian school, responding to reports of a shooter. And it looks like we got a little video here of the stuff at the Capitol. Let's see if we can set that up. Yep, looks like it's ready to roll. Do, do, do. Yeah, interesting. Compare that with January 6th. This one fuzzy-headed woman comes through there. They held her, talked for a few minutes, and then sent her right back out into the crowd. No arrest made, no nothing. You know, it was another insurrection at the state house, And uh, because the insurrectees, or insurrectors, I guess they would be, uh, are of the privilege uh, category, nothing happened. Those people weren't arrested. They're just, you know, allowed to do what they're going to do because they're calling for gun control and calling for mm, Myrtle. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, messing up kids. Anyway, just freaky, but su- not surprising. 
the transgender, oh, they're a protected class. They can do anything they want and not go to jail. Uh, Health Health Ranger report, despite U.S. banking system, will limit cash withdrawals to stop bank runs. Imagine that. Bug out survival planning. How to get out of the city after the crap hits the fan. Best way is to be out of it before the crap hits the fan. (laughs) Oh, here we go. Uh... Anthropology professor denies physical science, laughably insists there's no way to tell, not gender, but sex from human bones. It's amazing how they've been doing it for so long. You know, you have a crime scene, you find a, uh, buried bones, and they look at it and it says, well, yeah, this, is the, this was the body of a you know, 23-year-old female or an 80-year-old man. But all of a sudden, there's no way to tell. There are definite, distinctive things even with skeletons when when the flesh is all gone and everything they can tell by the bone shapes especially in the pelvic area whether it was a male or a female is there any way to tell from human skeletal remains whether the person was male or female (laughs) not any of the other 257 genders until up until recently the answer to that question from the scientific community would have been an a resounding of course there are in the age of the LD, LGBTQ, whatever it is, XYZ delusion, however, the answer has become not exactly. According to Dr. Gabby Yearwood, a professor of anthropology at the University of Pittsburgh, one cannot actually tell the sex of a, a skeleton simply by evaluating its structure because that skeleton, while covered with skin and filled with life, may have self-identified as transgender. Pardon me while I barf okay anyway this is in assessment in essence the answer that yearwood gave to a to swimmer riley Gaines when asked if he can identify i hate to keep saying gender just by looking at a human bone remains it's sex Gaines' exact question was if you were to dig up two humans 100 years from now both man and woman could you tell the difference strictly off of bones to this, Yearwood replied, no, which prompted the room he was uh, representing to, to, uh, in to burst with laughter. <laughs> Yearwood responded to this ridicule by calling himself an expert in the room and reiterated his, reiterating his credentials, starting with, I'm an idiot. <laughs> Have any of you been to anthropolo- anthropological sites? Have any of you studied biological anthropology? I'm just saying I've got over 150 years of data. I'm just curious as to why I'm being laughed at. I have a Ph.D. That's good enough for me. (laughs) Men and women are different, even in skeletal form. When Yearwood refused to participate in an actual scientific discussion with Gaines, Gaines reminded Yearwood about what he should have remembered from his remedial education courses on the matter. Every single rational person knows the answer. Men have narrower hips. Their skulls are different. They have extra an extra rib. Their femurs are longer. Their jaws are different, Gaines uh, explained to Yearwood. Gaines, by the way, achieved notoriety after she spoke out against the inclusion of transgender athletes like Leah, a.k.a. William Thomas, on female sports teams. Thomas is a biological male who was pretending to be a woman in order to swim with women and beat them. To be fair, 
There have been instances in which female skeletal remains were mistaken for that of males and vice versa, but these are mistakes and are certainly not what Yearwood was making reference to in his attempt to deny science and gain favor from the cult of LGBT. If Yearwood's uh, views were an anomaly in the field of anthropology, it would be something of a little concern. Sadly, his views are spreading and infecting the anthropological sciences all over the place as the idea of limitless genders takes hold throughout the West. It's so confusing, wrote one commenter, about how LGBT ideology is ruining science. And it is. There's no difference between sexes, apparently. And yet, it's of critical importance that a person be given hormones, surgery, and some amorphic societal uh, recognition via pronouns, of all things, that you're you're actually the sex you are uh, not for transgender people. This same commenter would go on to point out that the cult of LGBT claims that sex is biological and gender is social. Gender is language-related. But then proceeds to muddy the waters by making both terms interchangeable as it suits them. Yep. Let's pretend that a doctor is assigning your gender to you when you're born. When really, they're making observations about your sex. And that's just where it starts for the left. (laughs) It's so confusing because sex apparently has almost no value at all. All that matters is one's gender identity. Good grief. Is it just me or is the world really getting stupid? We're working at it. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Toxic meat alert. Did you do a show Saturday? Yeah. Oh, is it? It's on. Um, it's on Spreaker and on Castbox. Okay. And I did correct it. There, uh, the original one that was on Spreaker for I must have had a setting wrong or something on the my all the equipment I had. Uh, for some reason, the stuff from Jitsi didn't get recorded, but the recording made on my computer, which I uploaded Saturday night, has everything. Uh, so yeah, the um, both shows. I took down the original one and put up the one that has everybody. Um, so both shows on the, uh, on both Spreaker and Jitsi are, or on uh, CastBox and Spreaker are the full show that got recorded the first 15 minutes or so. I didn't have the record function working right. So we didn't get all of that, but everything else, the remainder of the show has everybody that was part taking part, including Mike, including everybody on Jitsi and all that. So mm. yeah, it's okay. there. Sounds good. Yeah, it was a good time. Had a lot of fun down there. Uh, including running around trying to figure out how to fix my tire. <laughs> but, you know, that's just a side thing. Uh, but uh, DW and uh, Maggie the Wonder Dog were there. And Maggie's in uh, rare for, she's just a sweet pooch. And uh, we had a good time with her Friday night and Saturday. And then I called, I talked to. Yeah. Hey. Mm hmm. Reading, did you say that guy said he had a PhD? <laughs> yeah, post hole digger. A puny head disorder. That could be too. <laughs> and <laughs> we could have some fun sitting around thinking of all the different things that PhD could stand for. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, to say the least. Oh, let's see. Yeah, toxic meat alert. E. coli meat causing hundreds of thousands of cases of urinary tract infections across the USA. 
you think maybe this is just a, a planted deal to try and push people towards fake meat? Wouldn't surprise me. Not going to go into the whole thing, but, you know, that's probably what's going on there. And, of course, health care today means higher costs and worse outcomes. Covered this on my morning show a little bit. I think uh, the whole thing with all health care today, it's a conspiracy between the um, the higher-ups in Big Pharma, Big Food, and the American Murder Association, who are probably at one time or another got one of Dr. Wallach's recordings and know about the importance of the 90 essential nutrients, and they are purposely making sure that none of those nutrients can be found anywhere in the frankenfoods of today. And the uh, medical community is never trained in those things, so they won't know how to help their patients stay healthy. And then Big Pharma, the medical community, and the food community will all get rich selling their toxins and everything to the unsuspecting American people who are generally dumb, uh, bubis americanus, buying all the, you know, first they take the, uh, they swallow all the ads on TV about the frankenfoods and they eat that stuff. It makes them sick. They go to their local MD because he's such a wonderful guy. I really like my doctor who poisons them with drugs. And then, you know, when that doesn't work, then they have to give them surgery and everybody gets rich. And we're just the ATM machines that they use to make that money. So that's, in a nutshell, what's going on in the uh, world of uh, health, so to speak, or not health. You know, they have to put health care in, in quotes because, as I've said many times, allopathic medicine has absolutely nothing to do with health care. It's all about symptom suppression and disease management because they're idiots and they have no clue what causes disease or what cures it, simply how to manage it while you're in the office so that you don't die on their watch. And that's basically what's going on. So, yeah, higher costs, worse outcomes. Uh, they just make all kinds of money off you. And, you know... You go to your doctor and he says, oh, my knee hurts. Well, yeah, you've got arthritis. We're going to have to do a replacement. Oh, okay, doc. Because you got good insurance, they take that knee and cut it out and put a new one in. And a little while later, of course, the other one has to be done. And then you got the two hips and the two ankles and the elbows and the wrists and the finger joints and the necks and all in between all of your vertebrae. Every one of those is a surgery they make thousands and thousands of dollars on from the same condition of arthritis that could be easily cured with nutrition period giving your body what it needs it'll fix itself bottom line and instead they take you one joint at a time i had a lady at church who had had several of her finger joints replaced because of rheumatoid arthritis and i tried to tell her i said you know get off gluten get on the nutrients give your body the raw materials and it'll fix itself and she did it half-heartedly for a little bit and didn't get the results she wanted. So she went to the doctor and had the surgeries. Too bad, but uh, it is what it is. Ooh, food safety watchdogs issue warnings over contaminated cheese. Brit dies amid listeria outbreak. Oh, goody. Cheese. Love cheese. <laughs> anyway. Social Security reserves draining faster than expected. No surprise there. Russia to increase oil supplies to India under New Deal. You know, everybody, you know, they keep doing all this stuff to Russia, and Russia just keeps doing just fine. Oh, Russia arrests a Wall Street Journal reporter over alleged espionage charges. Oh, well, you know, 
tis what it is. You go there and play stupid games, you get stupid prizes. Russian authorities arrested a reporter from the Wall Street Journal over charges of alleged espionage. The Russian Federal Security Services, or FSB, confirmed the arrest of 31-year-old Wall Street Journal reporter Evan Gershkovich, adding that he is detained in the city of Yekaterinburg, hmm. 1,035 miles east of Moscow. A court in the Russian capital quickly ruled that the reporter should be kept in custody pending investigation. His arrest was the first time since the Cold War that an American journalist had been imprisoned over espionage allegations. And the funny thing is, is you got the Biden administration who's been poking the bear for, you know, years now. And now they're they're trying to say that these people, the Russians, need to do the right thing and let this guy go. <laughs> and they're surprised that it's not happening. Yeah, right. The FSB accused Gershkovitz of uh, attempting to obtain classified information, arguing that he was acting on instructions from the American side to collect information about the activities of one of the enterprises of the Russian military-industrial complex that constitutes a state secret. It added that Gershkovitz, who had previously worked for Agents France Press and the uh, New York Times, had been accredited by the Russian Ministry of Foreign Affairs uh, to work as a journalist. A fluent speaker of Russian, Gershkovitz is a correspondent in the World's Wall Street Journal's Moscow Bureau covering Russia, Ukraine, and other countries in the former Soviet Union. If convicted, however, he can face up to 20 years behind bars. Well, not like here where you can be shot. <laughs> Kremlin Press Secretary Dmitry Peskov Peskov told reporters about Gershkovitz's arrest. It's, uh, it is not about suspicion. It is about the fact that he was caught red-handed. MFA spokeswoman Maria Zakharova, uh, meanwhile, accused the Wall Street Journal reporter of using his credentials as a cover for activities that have nothing to do with journalism. Meanwhile, the Wall Street Journal denied the allegations against the, its Russian correspondent, we seek the immediate release of our trusted and dedicated reporter, said the newspaper. We stand in solidarity with Evan and his family. A lot of good that's going to do. Prior to Gershkovitz, U.S. News & World Report correspondent Nicholas Daniloff was arrested by the Committee on State Security, or KGB, in 1996 over the same charges. Soviet-area KGB was a predecessor of the FSB that arrested the Wall Street Journal reporter, Daniloff was later released without, a, without charge 20 days after his re arrest in exchange for a member of Soviet Union's uh, United Nations mission who was arrested by U.S. authorities for espionage. And that's what they're going to have to start doing. Go behind the scenes and do some let's make a deal. Or if they sit there and just, you know, make their little things, you know, the Russians are mean and they need to do the right thing and release them. That's typical Biden stupidity and it's not going to get anything done. If they want to get this guy out, they're going to have to work behind the scenes and do a trade. And usually the other side gets a much better deal. <laughs> because these people cannot bargain. They're morons. Anyway, uh, we got about 11 minutes left. Anybody else got anything they want to throw in the mix? Any comments, questions, concerns, uh, issues? Anything? The system keeps changing on me. What is going on? Here? No, the trail derailment. 
Another one? Yeah, that was in uh, Missoula, Montana. Really? This one wasn't too bad, though. The only uh, stuff that was uh, leaked out was uh, Coors Light and powdered, uh, oh, some kind of powder. I forget what it was. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, that happened a couple of days ago, I think. Well, Coors Light, you know, that's not really a biohazard. No, that, that, that will contaminate. You know, people just sit around and, you know, get, who knows, knockered <laughs> and then puke all over the place. But I wonder what the powder was. Hmm. Hard to say. Let's see if yeah. anything has popped in here. Um, That's nope. Coca-Cola. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kerr's, can Kerr's light cans full of Coke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I never liked Coke. The bubbles tickled my nose. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but say no to the Restrict Act. Anybody you talk to that's, you know, we got to get rid of TikTok. You know, TikTok's not doing anything that all the other social media things aren't doing. All that is is a brilliant, you know, propaganda plan to come down on TikTok and make people think TikTok's bad, so we have to vote for this legislation that is going to restrict Americans' First Amendment rights in the Internet. Have not virtually nothing to do with TikTok. That's crazy. Oh, great. And I'm just trying to see. Well, let's look like over here. See what's going on. Hmm. Are the days of Ishmael here? Global finance leadership takes a turn east to the Arab Middle East. Yeah. Ooh. Total system disaster imminent. Warning, faith in artificial intelligence is about to destroy America. A total system of collapse may be imminent. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. War in Syria. Google co-founder among billionaires subpoenaed in Jeffrey Epstein case. China and Brazil strike deal to ditch the U.S. dollar. Uh-oh. No fooling. The end of private banking starts today with bank enrollments in the new Fed now. Uh-oh. Let's see what that is. They're going to try and control everything, get rid of cash, and roll in the central bank digital currency. Well, note, while I'm writing and publishing this article on March 31st, 2023, most of you know I'll be reading this on April 1st, 2023, or later. Hmm. First week of April 2023 marks the beginning of the enrollment and certification process for financial institutions to start participating in the Federal Reserve's new FedNow Instant Payment Services, which is scheduled to launch in July 2023. What is FedNow? FedNow is a new instant payment infrastructure developed by the Federal Reserve that allows financial institutions of every size across the U.S. to provide safe and efficient instant payment services. <laughs> Through plastic, I'll bet. Through financial institutions participating in the FedNow service, businesses and individuals can send and receive instant payments in real time around the clock every day of the year. Financial institutions and their service providers can use the service to provide innovative instant payment services to customers and recipients will have full access to funds immediately, allowing for greater financial flexibility when making time-sensitive payments. The FedNow service will be deployed in phases, with the initial launch taking place in July 2023. 
Video below follows a payment over the FedNow service from start to finish, highlighting what financial institutions need to know about their role in the process. Well, just for the fun of it, let's watch this little video and see what it says. In today's fast-paced world, time is money. More people, businesses, and organizations are demanding instant payments. That's why the Federal Reserve is developing the FedNow service, a safe and efficient instant payments infrastructure that will modernize the U.S. payment system. The FedNow service will give financial institutions the opportunity to innovate, enabling their customers to send and receive money in seconds, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Funds will settle between financial institutions in real time, which means there's no buildup of interbank obligations, and end users will have access to the funds in seconds. How will the FedNow service work? Imagine the owner of a coffee shop is running low on coffee beans and needs to schedule a quick delivery. She places an order and the coffee bean company sends her a request for payment. She responds to the request for payment and pays for the coffee beans right then and there through an app from her credit union which uses the FedNow service. Once she initiates the payment, her credit union screens the payment and sends an ISO 20022 compliant payment message either directly or through a service provider to the FedNow service over the Federal Reserve's FedLine network. The FedNow service instantly validates the payment message and passes it along to the Coffee Bean Supplier's Bank. In real time, the Supplier's Bank confirms to the FedNow service that it intends to accept the payment, and the FedNow service debits and credits the master accounts of both the shop owners and the Coffee Bean Supplier's financial institutions or the master accounts of their correspondents. The FedNow service also immediately sends a payment message with an advice of credit to the supplier's bank and notifies the shop owner's credit union that settlement is complete. Finally, the supplier's bank credits the supplier's account in near real time, making the funds available. The supplier's bank will have the option of sending a confirmation to the shop owner's credit union that the payment has been posted to the supplier's account, providing the coffee shop owner with certainty that the payment was received. The FedNow service will be designed to be flexible and support a broad range of potential use cases. Banks, credit unions, and other industry providers can use it as a springboard for innovation to support a range of applications such as account-to-account -account transfers and bill pay. For example, now imagine it's after hours and the shop owner gets a reminder that her car insurance bill is due today. She may be able to avoid a late fee by initiating a bill payment in her credit union app and selecting to pay it now. Later, she repays a friend for a pizza they shared using an app provided by her credit union that clears and settles through the FedNow service. With this service, banks and credit unions can remain competitive by offering the type of payment options customers increasingly expect in today's fast-paced world. The FedNow service will support flexible adoption, allowing financial institutions the option to work with aggregators, processors, and correspondents to adopt the service. Banks and credit unions will also have the option to adopt a full set of FedNow capabilities or sign on as a receive-only participant. The initial launch of the FedNow service will focus on core clearing and settlement capabilities. Additional features will be released in phases to meet evolving industry demands and changes in technology. Get ready for the FedNow service. Learn more at FedNow.org. Isn't that just wonderful? Somehow or another, they're going to make more money and we're going to lose out. Just not sure exactly how that's going to work, but it ain't going to be good. 
And in the process of listening to this, I went online to my bank and checked my uh, online banking and found that somebody has made a $225 charge to my account that I did not make. Hmm. So now I got to go through all the process of getting new cards and all that good stuff. <laughs> One thing after another. Uh, gotta love it. Let's see here. Yep, got rid of that. So, yeah, somebody ordered a pair of tennis shoes. It sounds like it went to New Balance Athletics in Boston. And I haven't ordered any tennis shoes. I don't know what that's all about. So I got to get a hold of the bank and stop that deal and shut down the cards and get new ones issued. What a pain in the backside. Anyway, uh, <laughs> let's see. Yeah, Susie, I don't know. I think there's a nail on my tire. <laughs> but so far, nobody's been able to find it. I'll know later this afternoon. But, yep, it's just one thing after another. Now i got to deal with the banks again and, you know, compromise credit card. And it's unusual because this is a card I only use for online transactions. Usually it's the card. I have one, two cards for one account. And the card I carry in my wallet that I use for in-store purchases and things like that is usually the one that gets compromised. But this time, it was the one I use for online stuff. And uh, so it sounds like somebody bought themselves some new tennies. And we'll have to get that stopped. But uh, well, we're just about out of time. we got about another minute before the alarm goes off. And then it's just a matter of getting all the stuff taken care of and all the uploads done so I can get out of here and get my car to the dealership. Hope everybody's had fun today. I, uh, I did. I enjoyed it. There's a lot of good information out there. And, uh, oh, there's the thing for the Montana derailment. Let's see here. If I can get it to open. Come on, come on, come on. There's only half a minute left. Ooh, man, that's a nasty-looking deal. Let's uh, share the screen here so you can see what it looks like. Cars are all messed up. Um, yeah, off the tracks and into the river they go. Paradise, Montana. Crews could face a difficult cleanup task after 25-car train remailment spilled powdered clay and cases of beer. Well, if anything had to go, the clay will soak up the beer. <laughs> Beside a scenic western Montana river, leading some cars off the tracks in a narrow um, century-old tunnel with limited access, officials say. So, yeah, that's that's not good. And that's beautiful terrain there. That's, look at that country. It's a terrible spot to get in and out of. Bill Nagelli, uh, manager of Sanders County Disaster and Emergency Services, said of the derailment on the Clark Fork River. Biggest issue is the cars derailed inside the tunnel with little clearance. Yeah, that'll be fun. Man, Montana Rail Link has said nobody was hurt and no biohazardous or no hazardous material spilled Sunday and this morning in the derailment that left the, some cars precariously close to the banks of the river and some slightly dipping into the water in an area where the railroad tracks run between the base of the mountain and the river. Seven cars are believed derailed in the narrow tunnel where it will be hard to extricate them. The train derailment Sunday across the river from Quinn's Hot Springs Resort in Paradise, spilling the clay in cases of Coors Light and Blue Moon beer in cans and bottles. <laughs> Not on tap. The tanker car uh, might uh, carrying butane went on its side but did not leak. That's good. 
A boom was deployed across the river to secure any cans or bottles of beer that enter the water and to monitor for any possible fuel. But that's it for today. We are out of time. Thank everybody for being here. We'll be back tomorrow, same bat time, same bat channel. Until then, take care of your bodies because it's the only place you have to live. And uh, be yourself because everybody else is taken. We'll see you tomorrow. Take care and God bless. <laughs>